Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mad Men Recap. We are uh, in the up high, lovely Brooklyn studio tonight, uh, and we have our satellite studio uh, in Columbus, Ohio. Tonight here I have with me Kate. Hey there. How's it going? Fair enough. And we have our, uh, of course, uh, consummate co-host, Dr. John. How are you over there? Hello. Good evening. Well. Oh, you sound so good. You sound like a, you sound like a gravy boat, all warm and cuddly. Get that every time. Is that weird? That's weird. Fair enough. Uh, guys, you know what we're doing here tonight? What? We are going to review, recap, if you will, the last episode of Mad Men. Epis- like, like we do every... Every week, yes. It's the same thing, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Uh, it's uh, the third episode in season four. It's called The Good News, John. What good news? I don't know. I couldn't find any. I was looking I was looking up and down and all over the place. Not a lot of good news happening. Hmm. I was generally depressed. I'm sorry. Except for Lane. Except for Lane, who turns, turns out to be a hell of a fun guy to hang out with. Speaking of which, Kate. Hmm. Got three things I'd like to talk about. Okay. Okay, here we go. Number one, it turns out just because someone says they're a midwife, that doesn't mean it's cool to use a wire hanger. Not at all. Not at all. Oh. Uh, here's an equation for you as number two, which I'm very fond of. Okay. Upright Englishman plus crazy smooth booze divided by hand jobs equals inappropriate meat handling, which I don't think is sanitary, John. No, no, I never got that equation in math class either. I did. That which just is made me uncomfortable. The the meat handling? Yeah. It always does me. He, uh, he actually makes me uncomfortable. Lane Price? Yeah. I like the guy. Mm-mm. Number three, it turns out, I think, 1965 is shaping up to be the year of the whore, John. Oh. Yeah, it, a... it turns According out. According to the, what is it, the Chinese calendar? We got or? whores coming at us from every direction in this uh, series. That's, uh, that's, that's bad news for the comedian Dave Attell, because he was born in 65. Okay. Thank you for that, John. That fun, seems, fun fact. That seems evening. helpful. Let's jump into the episode before we get any more knowledge jumped on us, John. Where do we start? We start in the doctor's office. Boy, I don't like this guy one bit. You did, Walter? Like nice what's wrong with Walter? I'll tell you what's wrong with Walter. You know, a uh, woman of your age uh, generally likes to just get right on it and start having babies. Why do we have to start saying things like that, John? I don't think he's starting to say things like that. I think that's what he says. To that's exactly what patients. he says. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't like it. That's yeah, no, different, different time. A little more judgmental. Anyway, guide me through this. Well, so, I mean, he's, he's checking her out to uh, make sure that uh, there's nothing anatomically incorrect. We learn that Joan has had a couple of procedures. Uh-oh. And uh, one of which was performed by a midwife. Right. But she just wants to make sure that she can get pregnant again. We're not altogether sure that midwife knew what she was doing. Uh, no, he, uh, in fact, uh, Dr. Walter seems quite put off. But uh, he seems very confident that Joan should have no problem getting pregnant in the future. Uh, he, she's going to come off the pill, and apparently she has a plan with Greg. Now, can, can I mention something here that's a bit off topic for us? But I just, I'd like to talk about it, see if anybody else caught this or feels this way. This scene... Definitely just feels like a set. I don't know if they got their budget cut or what, which I can't imagine they did, but it just feels like you're on a set, like almost like you're on a stage set. Well, this is how every doctor's office mm-hmm. is looked, though. No, I feel no, like in the true. past, I feel like, I feel like in, a, in season, what, what, what season is Don at the uh, doctor's office? Is that last season, season three? 
think it was at the beginning of like season three, maybe be- yeah. season two, three. Where he's at, where he's at the doctor's office, and they're asking him how much he drinks. Yeah, there's like a window, natural light. This just feels like a very one. Oh yeah. Uh, you, you you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, if you remember, this is the uh, the second time we've seen Walter's office, and, and this it's isn't the same, the same one. Patty, yeah. No, it is the same one. All right, I don't. Know. I'm sorry. You're not gonna have you're not gonna have windows when you're doing that kind of exam. Fair enough. Good point. I gotta say. Good on you, Doctor John. <laughs> I'm just uh, happy to not do those exams anymore. Okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on from that. So yeah, so we leave the doctor's office. We head over to the office. We see that the lovely Allison has not, in fact, left. I have to say, I saw a ton of comments, uh, both on uh, our Facebook and uh, emails and and uh, on uh, on Mad Men's page that thought uh, Allison was typing her resignation. Yeah. But they actually uh, they they let you know last week that that's not the case because we saw her we saw her in the um, in the preview. I like Allison. I think she's a she's a tough bird, John. I don't I don't think she she would be scared away easily. No, and you know she she's handling the whole situation because this is this is the week of you know only what four days has passed, three days has passed mm-hmm. since the last episode. So she's you know she she's not uh, cowering or being mean. I mean she's very professional. Very professional. I can appreciate that myself. Uh, we start off right away with uh, Harry Crane coming into the office. Man, he is bad at conversation, isn't he? Hey, Terrible. I'm gl- hey, I'm glad I caught you before you left. I'm not leaving until 1230. At least 1230. he stopped wearing those really lovely bow ties. Oh, They did take him out of the yeah. bow tie. You know, I was listening to him on a podcast talk, and uh, they said uh, for this new season they took him out of the bow ties because the, um, the uh, costume crew, I don't know what you would call them, was sick and tired of tying his bow ties for him. He couldn't do it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So then, you serious? No, yeah, I'm, I'm serious. So then, during the off season, uh, he learned to tie his own because he felt bad about it, and he had to make like an appearance when they went to the Emmys or whatnot. So he learned to tie his own. He goes in for this season to uh, to you know see the wardrobe, and he sees that there's no bow ties, or if there are, there's just a few clip-ons, and he's like, "What's the deal?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're just tired of tying them." <laughs> he's like, "God, oh, come on, I just learned." Jeez. Oh, he couldn't have learned season one? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, either way, uh, Don, is, uh, Don is put off by his, uh, his small talk. And before he can make any movement at all on him, uh, Lane Price comes in and has some things for Don to sign, um, hands them to Allison, says, please have him sign these. And uh, that's when we get a little exchange between Allison and, and Don again. And Don asks her what she's going to do for uh, New Year's. She says, I don't know, I'm going to visit my sister, going to Times Square. It was an altogether kind of, uh, kind of just, uh, I don't know, small talk. Yeah. You know? But it was okay. You know? She yeah, seemed, it was. Uh, she it was. Everybody, everybody handled with grace. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. And uh, so then we move on to, uh, to altogether Lane Price being a dick. Can I, can I first say just, think, I don't know if they got like a really good deal on this blue fabric. Okay. But everyone seems to be wearing this color. Jo- Joan, Joan, uh, Joan, Joan in this color, scene yeah. is wearing a, uh, I don't know if you, if you all like remember. a dress version of the skirt vest combo that, uh, what's her name? Allison? Allison oh, yeah. It does. It's a you know, text Oh, it, it is. It I is, is the exact like, same color. <laughs> I saw this outfit like four times. Anyway. But uh, Joan, uh, Joan is wearing it well, uh, as always. Of course. Because it's so in honor. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, 
Joan comes in uh, Lane's office with a, a pretty pretty slick way of asking for a couple more days off after the new year. Uh, says, hey, I'm sending uh, sending the who's what's it down to pick up some fried chicken. I know you like it. Can I put you down for a breast and a thigh? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Lane says, sure. Uh, and then she uh, says, hey, I'm going to need a couple days off right after the new year. And Lane is not happy about this. No. Not at all, John. No, no, no. He's got the uh, he's got everything planned out within the budget. He has things that need to be done. He uh, he even takes a shot at the husband. You know how would how would he feel if a nurse takes a day off after a holiday and and uh, and considers himself the incorruptible exception to men that oh. give in to Jones every whim and desire to her wooing ways, as they say, John. Yes. Uh, well, I gotta I gotta hand it to Lane. Uh, I think he may be the only one able to do this. Oh yeah, and he, I mean, and she oh she doesn't take it well. He's like, don't go cry about it. Don't oh, go man. cry you about do it. Not, you do not tell Joan not to go cry about it. Why would you say that to Joan? Because that's her motto: don't cry. She will fist fight you in the lobby. There's a place to do that, and that is your apartment. <laughs> that's right. Good point. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so that gets a little ugly. We move straight to uh, Don on the plane. Heading to California, where, um, as we learned in the scene before, he has a day layover. I think we all know what he's going to do. He's going to uh, visit the, uh, the the real Mrs. Draper. One thing I'd like to point out in the shot uh, of him on the plane is uh, the 60s seems to be the decade for way too many patterns going on. Uh, the, uh, the plane seats are, uh, good God, tons of pattern there. Even the, uh, even the walls of the plane... I feel some like kind of some, some airplanes pattern. still have that. Yeah, I think a lot of them do. <laughs> uh, at least a crosshatch pattern on the walls. Yes. Anyway, it's more than I can handle. I got to be honest with everybody. I miss the 50s already. <laughs> I really do. I really but do. I really like Don's ride that he gets. A uh, sharp red convertible. Uh, it is. Uh, it, is a, it is a lovely ride. Uh, it, it Huge. I don't know if that's a Cadillac or what, but uh, it is funny because, you know, we never see any outdoor shots uh, in New York. Uh, but the minute we get to California, <laughs> hey, oh, let's go outside. Or down the street. Because, we yes, we filmed the whole show out there. So uh, it's a little bit easier. Um, surprise, surprise, Don does exactly that. Shows up at uh, Anna's house, Anna Draper's house, or their house, because Don owns it. And uh, we see Anna out on the front porch. And, John, she's got a broken leg. She broke her leg. Oh, jeez. And she I, says I, she did it frying eggs. Hey, that's a common, that commonly happens. <laughs> really? I couldn't, I couldn't count on one hand, John. How many people I know that have broken a leg uh, uh, making eggs? You you couldn't? I couldn't. I know okay. too many. All right. Uh, Don, you know, it's it's funny. Right away, you can tell that Don feels at home here. He uh, She is probably the only person, uh, I think, that we've seen that he feels truly comfortable with. Well, she, she as you know, she's the only person that's a real friend to him. Indeed. And it's kind of amazing that their relationship turned out the way it did, seeing as how it started and all. Seeing as that, uh, yes, her husband died and he took his identity. Identity theft, yeah. Hey, you know what? The guy's charming. Right. Well, and he did, you know, help her out. He did help her way. out, yes. He, he, cer- he certainly made good on the, uh, on the situation, if you will. And we get to meet some, some new family. This is the first time, that because we, we've heard about her sister. We have? We've never met. What's that? We've heard about her sister? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, because she, um, when we first meet Anna, uh, and we find out that uh, the husband died and, and that she had never been mentioned, you know, or the real Don Draper never said anything 
at, in war, um, she got all upset and she goes, well, the truth is he really wanted to marry my sister. She looks just like me, but with two good legs. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to say it right now. I would not marry her sister. No. For all the no. tea in China. I'm serious. No. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. She's a bit, she's a bit uptight. Um, right away when we uh, meet her, she's bringing in, I believe, some laundry. And, yeah, uh, helping out the lady with the broken leg. I mean, it's a nice thing. Uh, certainly. She certainly is a well-intentioned woman. Uh, but she does not like uh, Dick Whitman, as he's known here in California, John. That's right. That's right. And I think it's a very fascinating question whether or not the, the family is in on the secret. Uh, I think we learned that. I, I mean, I have a good feeling that they're not. Uh, I agree. I, I don't think uh, her sister would take well to uh, someone well, stealing her husband's name. They just old army friends? I mean, you could explain it a bunch of ways. You wouldn't even have to say that, uh, that Don knew uh, or that Dick knew Don. Uh, you could just say that he's a friend of mine. You know, you wouldn't. I mean, you know, you could probably explain it a bunch of different ways. But either way, um, we we meet uh, the, uh, the the daughter. What's her name, John? Stephanie. Stephanie. We meet Stephanie, uh, who uh, becomes kind of a key player in this episode. Yeah, she's she, Patty's daughter. That This is something else I want to talk about that I've noticed from the show uh, going on. Is we really seem to be driving home the 60s cues. Because one of the things that happens in this uh, episode is we learn that uh, Stephanie is going to uh, college, college in Berkeley. And uh, Don right away says, almost heavy-handed, with one eye looking in the camera, so are you doing any of those sit-ins? <laughs> we all get it, okay? I, I'm raising my hand. I understand the time period. I mean, we all saw Forrest Gump, did we not? And we all saw it. Uh, Jenny is probably right there with her. I'm, I, I'm just, I, does it seem heavy-handed to you, John? Um, yeah, a little bit. A li- I mean, I, mean I, I think it's important to try and do that on a, sh- a show-by-show basis to do something to keep you there. Um, but it, it did. It did feel a little. <laughs> a I mean, plus the establishment. You know what I mean? Thunder. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's pretty much like looking at the camera and being like, um, everyone, I'd like to remember you, uh, like to remind you it's 1964, and we will be continuing with the episode right now. I, I mean, I, 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 I agree it was, it was uh, you know, kind of thick the way it was presented, but I didn't mind it. I, I like that they, they make an effort to keep you there, because you can't always just rely on, you know, subtleties like musical songs people may or may not know or remember, or fashion statements that people may not remember. So, you know, oh, stuff I'm, like that's I'm just going to say, I don't think any of the viewers are switching from America's Got Talent onto this scene and saying, hmm, I wonder what time period this is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. I'm sorry. But anyway, uh, so they asked Stephanie to stay the night uh, because apparently Anna wants her to, to meet Dick. And, uh, and also because Stephanie apparently packs the weed. Anna loves the weed, by the way. I mean, it is California, John, and they are lawless out there, as they say. Uh, but, but it does, it does become kind of a reoccurring theme. Certainly. Um, we then, uh, jump to a scene with, um, uh, Joan and, uh, her, what's her husband's name, John? I'm Greg. sorry. Greg. I know this. Rapey Greg, uh, as many of the viewers have, I mean, many of the listeners have, uh, have dubbed him. And, uh, he's walking out the door with a piece of cold chicken. And uh, Joan offers to heat it up, and uh, they get into a little to-do about time off. 
Uh, Joan tells him that he, she's not going to be able to get the time off to, uh, to draft the new year. And uh, Greg will not understand. Well, it's one of those things where it's like, well, why, you know, why don't you take the time off? Well, why don't you take the time? You know, it's, yeah. uh, both of them have jobs and they both want to uh, spend time together. But it's, it, it's, you know, it, it's a tough, it's an easy con- or argument to fall into. Kate and, I ha- Kate and I have no idea what that's like. To argue? No. Oh. To have the time off issue. Yeah. Oh. Not, at, not at all. Every when day. you don't ever get it. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Almost every day. Uh, so that, that, that ends badly. I mean, he just walks out of the house in a huff cause he's kind of a weenie and, uh, and Joan just ends up feeling bad. You really feel as if, uh, Joan's the adult in this relationship. Uh, can I just say something which is weird? Go ahead. Why did we never see her wedding? Or why did we never even see like a glimpse of like that whole thing going down? I don't, yeah. know, if I don't know if I'm going to say this correctly, but Joan is a tertiary character. Uh, it, it it may not have made sense. I mean, we we can't I don't know, just we like can't go to everyone's she went wedding. One way, and the next day she came back. You know. Well, it did it did jump quite quickly to her weird. being married. I don't know. No, I just... But I mean, look at uh look at look at uh Harry Crane. One minute he was uh he was married he wasn't married. The next minute it was Sal Sal. Remember, got married uh, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't. Yeah, yeah he did. One minute, uh, that season one, he was a confirmed bachelor. Oh, really? Who loved his mother. And then season two, hey, hey, I'm married. Guess what? Oh, that's weird. Yeah. No, so, yeah, it's happened to a few characters, certainly. But, uh, you know, in, in the uh, last scene Don was in, he says, uh, I'm going to go uh, wash the road off me, and then we're going to go to that place that has the beers. And uh, that's where they're at in this scene. Uh, they're at this little—I don't know what you would call this. It's like a, just a little bar with some with some French fries and some beers, and they're sitting around and uh, talking. Like a roadhouse. Yeah, a little roadhouse talking about the establishment, listening to music. Um, Stephanie turns out to be um, about as '60s as you can be. Uh, they get in a little um, a little all too often uh, fight about advertising. Uh, I'll say it right now. Uh, Stephanie says, well, you never know. We could just stop buying stuff. That won't happen. I think we've learned from reality. Uh, people never stop buying stuff. Yeah, and then and, she walks off, and, and we have a, a nice little talk between Anna and Don about the, you know, the whole the breakup and how Don was, uh, you know, I mean, he, he, he felt really hurt. I think officially you can call this a heart-to-heart, John. Really? Yes. All right. I uh, I consulted the uh, the rule book, and this is a heart to heart. He says that uh, I think the gist of it was that he said that after he told Betty um, the whole truth, he felt relieved, but uh, he felt as if she could just never even look at him again. Do you think she broke his heart? I th- I think I, I th- have my doubts. I think that. she did. <laughs> I, I I really do. I think she did, and I think it was great that uh, she he said uh, I had it coming. Because he certainly did. I mean, Absolutely. we are all under the uh, Don distortion field of uh, thinking he's awesome. But, I mean, he certainly did have it coming. He cheated on everyone, uh, che- cheated on her with everyone in Manhattan. And uh, he deserved nothing less. But I think I think it all could have turned around if uh, if she could have somehow understood. But as much as the whole listening, listening, listening population hates Betty... Uh, I don't think they wanted to understand. Oh no! I got actually several comments that uh, 
Some people's favorite part of the show was that Betty wasn't in it. Jesus. Cut that girl some slack. But, the, but then uh, uh, Stephanie comes back and she had put a song on the jukebox and uh, suggests that Anna and Don dance, which is stupid because Anna's got a broken leg. Stupid. And uh, so Don, Don, Don goes to dance with Stephanie and is warned by Anna to keep his hands at 10 and 2, which ten I thought and was two. And um, I don't know, it wasn't really that old of a song. I mean, it was, uh, you know, Cape Cod Bay, which was from 57 by Patty Page. <laughs> Somebody's doing his homework. Look at you. Um, okay. You know, that's only, it's like eight years old, but I guess but, that's old to her because she's well, going to be, what, 20? At this, at this time, though, was there not a huge division in music? Because you had, like, uh, you had the Beatles and this new rock era happening, and at the same time, you still have that, quote, older music fading away. So even though the song isn't, uh, you know, that old uh, necessarily, uh, it could still sound very old to a younger generation of uh, of new music listeners. Sure. You know, so I, it certainly, it, it harkens back to an older era. Yes. An older, style, uh, an, an older style of music, certainly. Well, then we, we get back, uh, Anna comes comes back from the... The booze and the food, and kind of just plops down on the couch. And Don offers to take Stephanie back. And I don't know about you, but this this kind of got a little uncomfortable when they got back. They get back. Uh, he he gets her home uh, to Pasadena. Is it? Yeah, I believe. And uh, I don't, honestly, I don't know why Don's doing this. I feel like he. So he, uh, long story short, he makes the moves on her, right? Apparently, because she is so young and beautiful. Which I don't like, because she has like a smirking kind of smile. And on the drive home... She's she, a little crunchy. Okay. She kind of gives him... <laughs> <laughs> she kind of gives him a little reason to um, to hit on her, because he's, you know, she's asking him if he's married or if he's divorced. or She certainly isn't... Uh, she certainly isn't as pure as we might uh, w- w- hope, hope she would be, but... I don't know if Don's just like, hey, I'm striking out with every... I mean, is there anyone he hasn't hit on? Like, That's what I'm saying. Is there any woman that he hasn't come in contact with in the last... He is striking out with everybody episodes? that he's not paying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, Bert, Bert Cooper's sister, she was safe. That was Bert Cooper's sister? At the, the partner meeting. I'm confused. I'm lost. All right. <laughs> the part, when was the partner meeting? Oh, uh, this was this was some time ago. I think, season I think, three. I think the uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no season two. I think. Um, so I think I think anybody that's you know pretty oh, much uh, the older lady. The older lady, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm. We have completely derailed. Absolutely, I think anybody <laughs> that is uh, anybody that's that's under the age of say Bobby Barrett is a uh, fair game. In Don's mind, but in not in their mind. Anyway, it becomes altogether uh, strange and uncomfortable. And she breaks it up by telling him that there's something she needs to tell him, if that's not confusing, by, by saying that uh, she couldn't forgive herself if she didn't. Seeing Don and Anne together, it only seems right. Don, Anna has the cancer. And we get a, we get a great big whoa from Don. And uh, it turns out that uh, we we see that we're not going to tell her she has cancer. We're just 
we're just gonna pretend that she doesn't. And I mean, this is altogether confusing, John. Oh, it's really sad. Is this something you recommend as a doctor? Well, I was just talking with somebody like this. Uh, this still comes up. Um, not not in a case like Anna's where you're you know young and with it, but with people that are kind of demented. Um, there's questions how much to tell them sometimes. Is that uh, right? And it's it's always a big ethical dilemma because sometimes the family are the ones saying no, we're not going to tell her, and sure. the physician has to say, well, you know, has to tell her. Or, I mean, so it is. It's still an issue. But in this case, I don't think there would be any question. You'd let the patient know what's going on because that's the thing. Like she probably did break her leg frying eggs. It, when it's when it's a fracture from a from a cancer, you don't have to do anything. You can just turn around and it'll yeah. break. Well, and it turns out, uh, according to uh, Steph, that uh, the cancer's everywhere. Right. It's not just uh, not just in her leg. It's 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 progressed very 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 far. And this, of course, hits Don in in the in the deepest uh, parts of his heart, and has, has has left him broken. I think right away you see it. Uh, he gets back. Uh, I mean, you know, so that, that it pretty much ends it there with him and Steph. And he gets back to, uh, Anna's house. He picks her up off the couch and, uh, puts her to bed. And this is another situation, uh, I brought up earlier about, um, the doctor's office feeling like a set. And I got to say that this, this scene where Don's sitting on the couch and it's like an overnight thing into the morning, like he doesn't, obviously he's so upset he can't sleep. Uh, this feels, feels very theatrical. I mean, you're very much on a stage here. Um, and we're just changing the light to, to, to make it feel like, uh, you know, that the, the night has gone past. And uh, I don't know, it kind of it kind of took, I don't maybe I'm just being crazy on this, but it, it kind of took me out of the show for a minute and made me feel like I was watching a play. Oh, I, yeah, I vote for you being crazy on that one. Really? You didn't yeah, I, I agree. Okay, it just, it felt, it felt very, it felt less... I mean, although the show is not real. Is the show not actually <laughs> happening right now? Not, oh, Kate, not, stop it. Stop it. Not, oh, wait. I'm sorry. Are you, we're not supposed to tell me that? <laughs> I, I don't understand. No, really, that didn't, it didn't make any difference to you guys? It didn't feel like a... Oh, this stuff happens all the time on TV shows. The whole, you know. No, you, I think no. This you is go definitely to bed no. Sitting up, you know, you sit down somewhere at night, and then you know. It's rare. I, 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 I'm gonna say. I think it's rare you'll see this kind of thing on television. This is a this is a stage type thing. No, but clearly, he's you know he's wrestling with the decision of what she told him, which was don't tell her. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he's not only upset about being able to tell her or not. I mean, he's upset that. The only person in his life that he really trusts and admires and, and I mean, I think loves in a, in a, a genuine way. Uh, and the only is, person that doesn't judge him. Yeah, is now not long for this world, uh, which, is, which is sad. We, we, we wake up in the morning with, uh, with him uh, repainting the wall. We'd, when we first got to the house, we uh, saw that there was a, uh, a watermark um, from the roof. Uh, that Don comments on, and um, here in the morning he's painting over it, and uh, they're talking a little bit when she comes into the room, and he's obviously kind of struggling with, you know, the idea of her not knowing. Um, she is, you know, it's hard to tell, and I think they do this on purpose, it's hard to tell how much Anna really knows what's happening here. I, I, I think 
it could really go either way. She could totally know all about this, or she could be oblivious to it. I don't know. I there's like no way that knows. there's no way that she can know. No, like if no one has told her she has cancer, there's no way she can know she has cancer. She but might I think know she wrong. could know something's wrong. Yeah, right. that's what I mean. Yeah, something's wrong. Uh, and, and she certainly is smoking a lot of the weed, which um, is which is interesting because that's now a, a legal alternative for cancer pain. Indeed, uh, I don't. I mean, I'm cool with that. I don't. I don't know about you. Uh, well, no, I just I, you know because it's it's not like the, it was written as a prescription back in the '60s, so it's kind of cool that you know she's using it the way it's used now. Uh, it's for those godless heathens in California, John. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, uh, the uh, the sister comes in, and uh, is is she's very suspicious of Don throughout the whole thing. And she does make the comment, which I think uh, has been, has been uh, uh, someone's been dying to make this entire series, which uh, you just can't keep your pants on, can you, sir? It's very true. Which is completely true. Um, and I, I feel like, uh, I'm sorry, we left out the part with Anna talking about UFOs. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, I'm going to pull up just real quickly. Uh, someone did send us an email today that said they hope Betty Draper got uh, abducted by one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Would you just leave Betty alone, her people? People are coming back from her. Her, her, you know. Oh, but her people are Nordic. Her people are Nordic, <laughs> not not, no, not, not aliens. Anyway, not sorry. aliens. Uh, uh, anyway, so her, uh, the the sister comes in, um, sees Don disapproving, lays down some grocery, runs back out. Don throws his pants out, runs out to see her, and really kind of lays the uh, lays the old Don Draper anger on her. And says, listen, I don't know what you've been doing, but now I'm here. And she's going to see some real doctors. And uh, her sister's like, listen, man, we've done all we can do. And and kind of puts Don in his place. Yeah, she really does. You're not part of this family. You're you're a guy with a checkbook. Which I feel like resonated with him. He was like, you know what? I guess you're right. Nobody needs me. It's... (laughs) I don't, okay. I don't know. That's All right. how I felt. I felt bad for him. You, you know? felt you felt like Well, you know, like his own family doesn't wanna you know, he never gets to see his kids. His wife left him for a creep. Well, because in his mind Anna is his family. And now, you know, I don't know. I just I felt bad. No, I was very right. sad this whole episode. I, so. this was an uh, amazingly sad episode. Um but the sister tells him, you, you, exactly, this isn't your family. You can't do this. Uh, when Don goes back inside, he, he comes about as close as you can to telling her the truth. Or, uh, 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 you know, the fact that she has cancer. And as he's about to, uh, he does change his mind and says that he just has to go. Um, which I feel like I've seen um, on the, uh, uh, from, from our emails and on the Intertron, people saying that Don's running away from this. Which I, I don't know if I completely agree with. I don't think he's running away with this. I, I, I think once he found out that she had cancer, he, he wanted to help. He didn't want to run away. But he was kind of given no choice. Right. Like, do, is he just supposed to stay there and lie to her, John? No, it's a terrible situation to be put in. I mean, I really. Because it, it, that's something that you could easily wrestle with for, for years. I mean, what do you, what do, you do? What's the so, right thing to do? I, I, 
I don't know that you can definitively say. I mean, should the should the person be informed of what's going on with them if there is uh, absolutely no chance of improvements? Everybody I mean, has an opinion, John. Absolutely. Also, think about the storyline here. Like, if he would have gotten involved, like that would have been a big part of the storyline. And I don't know if necessarily we want to go that route. You know what I mean? Well, right. She's in California. Just, yeah. It just seems like kind of a, a nowhere... Yeah, 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 from a story standpoint, sure. Before he leaves, he does promise to bring out the kids at Easter time, and I think uh, we uh, tweeted this. uh, We're worried that Anna won't be be around for Easter. Yeah, probably a pretty good chance she won't. This was all together. I'm getting extremely sad right now. (laughs) we got to move on. Yeah, so what will cheer you up is uh, Joan apparently just picking pencils out of the ceiling. Uh, I, I don't... Uh, I believe someone wrote in uh, saying that uh, people just enjoy watching her do that. No, uh, not necessarily. I, there was no one around to watch, but I, I, I can't imagine that uh, that you you may do that for that purpose. Um, this is the only little brief scene that uh, uh, Peggy is in, and uh, she makes a remark about New Year's and how she's going to be spending it with her boyfriend which we found out last week from her uh, premarital sexing, <laughs> which she is not a stranger to. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, so Joan got a bouquet of flowers, and everybody thinks it's from Greg and a little makeup from the fight. And uh, it turns out it's from Lane, but it happens to have the wrong, wrong card. Oops. Yes, great big oops. And uh, Joan takes offense to it, uh, throws the flowers at Lane, uh, tells tells him off big time, and and he has to backtrack. Like, yes, I sent you flowers, but apparently he got the wrong message. And then we find out what message his wife got. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lane is good old screwed by his uh, by his uh, girl at the desk. What's her name? Nancy. Sandy. Sandy. Correct. Uh, Sandy, who is altogether fireable. I mean, I, you, you just. <laughs> Look at her in that scene. You're like, it is the it is the final countdown to you get fired, lady. <laughs> yeah, I just wondered who was going to say it first. Uh, well, you knew it would be Joan. Yeah. I'm sorry I hired you. Collect your things. <laughs> you're fired. Um, Anytime your employee has to ask you for a word definition. Oh, this <laughs> is true. That was funny. Uh, asks for a word definition. Uh, it's completely completely incompetent and altogether stupid. Um, not much of a chance for, uh, for poor good. Sandy. Uh, she is gone, and you do feel bad for Lane. He's like he's he's trying to be a good guy, uh, but uh, things just aren't working out. Uh, we then flash back to California, where um, Anna's painting a flower on the wall. It's a bit strange. Maybe she's just a little too high. <laughs> I think we've all been there, haven't we, John? And then uh, she asks uh, she asks Dick to uh, paint a little something himself, and he paints. Uh, Dick and Anna, uh, 64, which is, uh, I think, just kind of a nice, a nice yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. Um, how about how about the, uh, the the vein poppage in this scene? He gives her the hug, and the forehead just goes nuts. I'm going to be honest with you. John Hamm has some serious forehead vein action. Yes. Uh, that of which I can't even understand. <laughs> uh, I wondered, like, during the scene, is he really like? emotionally upset as he's acting or is he just holding his breath i'm worried it's just hot in there yeah. what you know 
He'd been jogging around backstage. It's emotional. That's what happens when people get all emotional. Do do my do my forehead veins bother when I'm I don't have any forehead veins. Moving no. on. Uh, the uh, sad thing is Don spends New Year's. Uh, well, celebrates New Year's Eve. Twenty thousand feet above uh, probably Iowa. Yeah, the Central uh, Time Zone New Year's. Pretty sad. I gotta say, Don's having a tough year. We then move to uh, to Joan. Trying to throw a little New Year's for her man, but it just uh, not quite working out. I thought it was really cute because she it said was. they're, they're going to celebrate the Hawaiian New Year's. I know. Good God, that girl is amazing. And he's like, oh, I already ate. You know what? Sit down and stuff some more ham down your throat, you <laughs> jackass. I mean, you come home to somebody making you some food. There's some champagne there. What I think is so creepy is how excited he is when she cuts her hand. Is that, that creepy? Did that creep anyone else? Well, out? let's get to that part. Well, I don't know if he's excited. It's just he's, I don't know. he's like, "Oh, I get to be doctor." As a doctor, John, let's say you were here right now, yeah. And I, I, I hurt myself. I don't know mortally. Yeah. Uh, w- would would you get a little excited? Would you be? Would you be like, "Ooh, yay!" Something uh, to do. I guess after I saw your insurance card. <laughs> yeah, my HMO. Uh, so, well, how is it? Joan goes into what? What is she making for him as she cuts him? Some, some uh, fresh orange juice. Fresh squeeze, freshly squeezed orange juice. Apparently, takes an extremely sharp knife. She cuts her finger real bad, and I mean, okay, we all don't like this guy. I understand, but he does his best to uh, to fix Joan up. He sees it as an opportunity to do something for her. Uh, he tells some really good hillbilly jokes, John. Oh yeah, no, he's he's got a book of these, I'm sure. How many hillbilly as a doctor? How many hillbilly jokes do you know? Well, during school we learned all five. All five? Yeah, but I've I've forgotten them. You've forgotten most of them. How's your banjo playing? <laughs> Funny you should ask. Oh, um, so he does. No, he does a. He does a. I think one of the things is it's you know anytime that you can display what you're good at, it's a it's a good thing, you know. And clearly he's not good at relationships. <laughs> But, uh, you know, this is this is what he does. I mean, this is probably, you know, 30% of most of his nights is stitching up minor cuts. Um, and he does a good job. I mean, he distracts her. Now, granted, no one could do this this fast. I mean, <laughs> well, the, especially when he ingests, the, he the, when he ingests that, that medicine like that. No, no way. But uh, it was it was it was uh, it was good. It was. It was great. I mean, that's exactly what you do. I've done that dozens of times where you just, all you do is talk to fill the space so that people aren't staring at their injuries. They're not nervous. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, that was really nice. It was. I think Joan, uh, Joan appreciated it and had a little moment. There was a moment there, Kate. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's why she got all emotional because this is what she, you know, likes most about him is, is, is when he can be that kind of uh, nurturing and helpful and, um, there's no, there's no timeline. She wants a timeline. There's no timeline. Fair enough. Uh, we move on to Don coming in apparently on New Year's Day. Just mm-hmm. Sterling Cooper, Jacob Price. And uh, who do we see there but that poor, sad sack, Lane Price. Uh, there's a little bit of back and forth. And uh, Lane Price apparently brings out the smoothest scotch in the world. That of which I wouldn't mind a little taste. Uh, what did he say? His dad was con- 
considered an alcoholic or one of those. I don't know what was that. He was an alcoholic that uh, thought he was a collector. Oh yeah. Everybody likes something. Send him. Uh, sent Lane this uh, bottle. It shares it with Don, which is very kind, yeah. very nice, nice gesture. Uh, and if there's anyone that uh, appreciates a good scotch, I think it's certainly Don Draper. Am I correct? I'm right. Uh, so that goes quite well. Next thing you know, uh, Lane is having a bit of a sleep on his couch, and you hear Don yell at him from uh, across the office to go to a movie, John. That's what they want to do. What's the exchange there? Well, uh, Don, Don says to Lane... We're going to a movie, and Lane's not sure. You know, he's a very working man. He's like, should we? And Don comes back with, does Howdy Doody have a wooden dick? So I guess that's a yes. Fair enough. I would have responded with, does Howdy Doody have a dick? And why are we talking about that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> either way, uh, by the time they head to the movie, uh, Don is making himself a bit of a uh, a bit of a good time movie flask, as I like to call it. Um, having a hard time yeah. Spilling, the, spilling the majority of that booze straight on the floor. And the next thing we know, we're at, I believe, what this is a Godzilla movie. <laughs> and apparently, and I, I mean, I am not privy to these type of things, uh, Kate, but uh, apparently at Godzilla movies, uh, it's hand jobs all around, uh, which was probably the funniest part of the episode. <laughs> Anytime uh, anyone says hand jobs, uh, it's funny. It's true. Uh, Don uh, says to uh, to Lane, "What do you think's going on in here? It's a bunch of hand jobs. What, 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 is, what does Lane do, John? <laughs> when when they get shushed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, when so Lane turns around to make him be quiet, he, he just breaks out into some uh, some some Japanese sounding dialect uh, gibberish uh-huh. and points to the points to the screen like monster." Altogether racially hilarious. I mean, you know, uh, here at the Mad Men recap, we are we're friends to all, but uh, I was funny. I don't care who you are. Uh, we then, uh, we then after the movie, uh, end up at dinner. Uh, Lane Price asks uh, Don some advice about uh, marriage trouble and divorce. Don has been down that road before with Roger and uh, declines to give any advice. Well, we find out that Lane's wife is not coming back. You know what? She was a cold, hard bitch anyway. Hey. He's better off without her. But we, but we totally all saw that coming, didn't we? Right. The, yeah. the, the entire yeah. viewing public. Yeah. She wasn't nice. She likes England. It's cold over there. It's rainy. I don't know why. They got kings and queens. and They're way behind. But by this point, they are... Uh, Lane is three sheets, I guess you could say. And... Uh, Don offers him a lady of the night. And I thought for sure, John, I got to say, I had dollars to donuts on Lane saying, oh, no, thank you. But, uh, but he doesn't. He takes the invite, says, uh, why not? And I mean, altogether, I mean, his wife has, has just sent him up the river. And what has he got to lose, really? I mean, uh, it, no, it, nothing. Except- he's, got, he's got a lot to gain. Indeed. I mean, you know, I guess you could always worry about the uh, the 60s STDs, but other than that, it's all gravy. Am I right? I don't know, Paul. I don't know if you're right. Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, We then, we then, could could you possibly explain uh, why why you would take a a steak and and throw it on your crotch and say, uh, I don't even know what he said. He says, I have a big Texas belt buckle. Yeehaw. I guess that was supposed to be some kind of illusion to him being uh, well hung. 
No, but no, he was making no. fun of the size of belt buckles in Texas. Oh, is that what that was? Yes. Meat crotch. I don't know. Uh, moving on. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm confused. Um, they uh, they end up at a, a stand up comedian. I'm guessing down in the village, obviously near where Don lives. And uh, of course, he starts picking on the suits. I mean, it's you know, it's like New Year's. Well, those guys stick out like a sore thumb down there. They do. Right? They stick out like nobody's business. And he makes fun of them of being a couple, of course. Uh, uh, Lane, uh, who clearly has no idea what's going on, uh, says, No, we are not homosexuals. <laughs> we are divorced. <laughs> that, that'll make it better, buddy. <laughs> so, you know, that'll help. Uh, but that, that, was, that was actually one of my favorite lines of the show. Yeah. Uh, leave, it to, leave it to Lane to be too drunk to know what's happening. Uh, this is at the same time we see our, uh, our, 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 our ladies come in. Um, they are uh, uh, women of the night, whores, if you will. Uh, even if you won't, they're still whores. Um, I think they're more along the line of escort. You want to call them escorts? Well, just because, you know, I don't know. They're, they're well-dressed. They look fairly clean. I don't know about you, but I call a spade a spade. Now, the, the one is the same as before. In that, yes. She is a... Uh, Our friend Candace. Candace, yes. She the, is a people pleaser. The slapper. Okay, that's one way. To say it, and the other is altogether the dumbest person I think ever. Apparently, very naive and um, would believe anything. That's what we're and told. I, yes, and I, I think, uh, I think the, the, it, it gets extremely uncomfortable here because you've been in a situation where there's like uh, two of you that know each other and two of you that you know that you don't know. And it's a little too loud to hear each other in the bar, and you're not sure what's going on. It just gets confusing and awkward. It happens. Thank you. Uh, so Don does the right thing and says, hey, you know what? Why don't we get out of here? And uh, next thing we know, we're at Don's uh, bachelor pad, which the girls remark is being very manly, John. Or just dark. It is nighttime. Cut him some slack. <laughs> And uh, and 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 uh, Lane takes his lady friend to the the room, the other room, as they say. Uh, and is this, this the one with the bunk beds in it. No, no, he goes to Don's room. This is not the one. What kind of? Sick... I don't know. I I don't know how many rooms there are, and I don't really know where his bedroom is and the layout of this. Anyway, we will get you a floor plan. The uh, <laughs> we 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 see we see. I, I, you know, I was, I was, I was pretty sure Lane was gonna pull the ripcord. I was pretty sure he would do a little makeout, and then he'd be like, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, horse. He went for it. But he goes all the way, and he indeed does the move, John. Oh yeah, yeah. We even we see him do like the the, the morning after walk. He does. He has a bit of a swagger. Uh, Don uh, opts for the couch. And thankfully, we we cut away before the uh, the slap slap starts. I've been told, and I don't know, I read this on the internet, that uh, a couch is better for slapping. Oh, yeah, no, I've heard that. I don't know. It's just, uh, check it out. Um, Google it. It turns out that uh, we, we see uh, uh, Lane in the morning. He's altogether thirsty. And uh, Don, hap- Don happens to make, uh, be making some coffee. And Lane says, hey, listen, man, thanks for the good times. What do I owe you for the whores? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, in 1964 or five, as it is today, uh, whores are only twenty-five dollars. Pretty good deal. I gotta say, I don't know what whores are going for now, 
More than that, I hope. Uh, I Jeez. would hope so. Jeez, exactly. That ain't paying the rent. No. Uh, <laughs> Fine, you maybe a lunch or two. Maybe, maybe, maybe two. I don't know. I think there's a real chance here that uh, that that Lane does kind of look back on this without uh, fond memories, and we might we may see the end of Lane soon. I have a, a real feeling that he could fly back to to take back up with his wife he and kids. Seems kid. like he scares easy. And um, you know, I gotta say, I don't think so. I think he kind of proved himself here in this scene because you know he could have come out of that room being very sheepish and very like uh, sorry feeling for what he'd done. He didn't seem to be. This is his rock bottom. He never He's, he never seems is. to be. He's a very a-emotional person. Right, but this is this is outside the extremes of emotion. This is out this is outside the uh the just day-to-day emotions though. Oh, I'm sorry, the horrors are mm-hmm. I'm just saying. This isn't this isn't something that you would cover up. He seems to be completely okay with it. Like it was just, you know, it was just something he did. He's all right. He's moving on. He definitely wasn't attached. Um, and we actually kind of see the episode end with everything coming uh, coming back to uh, the new year. Yeah, uh, January 2nd. January 2nd, they're having a uh, kind of an executive meeting here. Uh, we see Roger for the first time, which we could have used a little bit more of in this episode. Yeah. Uh, Lane comes in a little late. There's no exchange. There's no awkwardness. We're just starting a new year. We're starting fresh. It's the only scene Pete Campbell's in. Thank God. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the the lack of Roger was extremely noticeable. Without the quips, yeah, and the one-liners and the levity, we uh, miss it. Yeah, we miss it. But John, that puts us at the that puts us at the end of the episode. That's yeah. Three shows down already. Oh, there's only like three more, right? Only three more to go. Yeah. No, there's a bunch more to go. I gotta say though, honestly, you know, I, I saw a lot of the Facebooks today and a lot of the emails, and people really like this episode. And I've gotta say, I've, I feel like I've said I just I, I've liked about every episode of this series uh, since we started doing this. I, I gotta say, this was my least favorite. We, I spent the majority of this episode feeling altogether depressed. Which I think is makes it a good episode. If a television show can make you feel something, it's done a pretty good job. True, but I, I felt like I was missing... I mean, obviously the hand job joke was, uh, was a good rebound, but I don't know. It was, this it's just, just so many things coming to an end. It's a very, know? very dark season. So many. It, it just feels dark. So far. Yeah. We got a ways to go. And that's, I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying it's 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 getting a little dark for me. Well, it is winter. I like the good times and the ha ha. That's true. It is winter. You know how winter is here. Well, Paul. winter is dark here. Yes, John. Yes. I really, really want to open the mailbag. Well, can I do it? Go ahead. We got a ton of emails. We did get a lot of mail, Kate. It was great. We had we had so many people write in and and say how much they. Uh, like the show, we we'll start off with uh, Victoria writes in and says only a and this is we mentioned this before. Was wondering if the uh, if Anna's family is going to find out about the um, Don using uh, or Dick using Don's identity and if that would be like a big finale and they might bring it to light to the entirety of the office staff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't feel like that. I don't. I. I mean, I don't see why that would happen or how, so I, I don't know. I feel like that storyline is just kind of dead, you know? 
and no pun intended. Oh. 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 <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, no, you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think her sister cares. I think Don would be more than happy to just, if there was any kind of, uh, to do with the house or anything. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see, I, I mean, the, the, the real loss there is just the loss of her. Absolutely. Totally. But uh, we got another one from our, our friend, a good friend of the show, Aisha. Uh, so she uh, was pleasantly surprised, like the subtle and intriguing aspect of the most recent episode. Loves Don and Anna's relationship. And um, it doesn't feel like he could ever have that kind of honesty and closeness with Betty because she is, in fact, a fenbot and incapable of real human emotion. Um, She's altogether frigid, John. I agree. Uh, <laughs> she was also very pleased with the refreshing lack of rape in this episode. Uh, how, no how, rape, yes. How, how professional Allison was uh, with this. Um, how that uh, Joan and um, Greg had a real sweet moment together. Um, that Joan throws the roses at Lane uh, because he's so uptight. But feels maybe he'll be a little looser now after his time with the whores. Well, apparently, from what I've heard and researched, the whores will do that too. <laughs> she loved the fact that... Uh, that <laughs> That Betty, like you, like we said, Betty was not even in this episode, and we can pretend that one of Vanna's aliens has abducted her. Um, Digis. <laughs> it was it was fun to see Don and, and Lane pal around, and is excited for uh, what sixty five is going to bring, uh, assuming probably more drug use and more sex. Finally, she's hoping that the Sterling Cooper Draper Prize could possibly land the Alpo dog food account, so we could get Chauncey back. I listen. I don't. I don't like to step on people's dreams, Kate. You know me. But uh, I think Chauncey got hit. Chauncey. Chauncey. Chauncey got <laughs> hit. Chauncey got hit by uh... Chauncey's out. Chauncey's out. Someone is wild oats right now. Okay. Whoa. He'll be back. I think Chauncey got hit by a boar's head truck. <laughs> I'm sorry. Moving on. Uh, we got we got one from from Terry that just wanted to point out uh, some problems with the volumes. Oh, um, that it's something that we're we're working on. Uh, however, if we don't fix it up, uh, apparently she's going to sick little Glenn on us. Uh, can I just can I give a shout out to Terry here? Yeah. Hey Terry, free show. Deal with it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's you're even working deal. on you're working on the volumes. Um, we we are we work very hard on it. Can I just uh, say Paul was all a flutter last night trying to figure out. The I have sound been working issues. very hard on our sound issues. Uh, I am not a sound engineer. Uh, I am a. Uh, We've got headphones on the size of watermelons. We've we did. padded the walls of yep. this room. We I bought I bought two hundred thousand dollars worth of that uh, that audio foam that you see in recording. <laughs> you just uh, kind of blasted your studio I, there with I'm it. I'm not too worried about it. I sent the uh, I sent the bill to Terry. Well, and, well, she actually wrote back saying that the the most recent show thought the audio was fine and it, it writes that you know and I I agree we haven't really thought about this how. Uh, Don's whole office staff has to look at him differently because not only do they know he's divorced, but they also know that she's married and was married, what, within months? Two months of the getting the, the divorce? Oh, right, yes. You know, Indeed. and, uh, you know, it would, uh, it would really just only add to his discomfort and maybe even embarrassment um, at the whole topic coming up. Um, Wait, what does that have to do with our sound issues? Nothing. This was something okay. else that Terry wrote in. Oh, okay. And again, she actually said that uh, she listened to a couple more episodes. Sound got better. Forgiven, Terry. We're having an over mic hug right now. <laughs> mm. 
And she's also wondering what, like, what is Henry Francis's uh, fetish with the car? Apparently this is like the third or fourth time that they've tried to make it in the car. Terry, I suggest that maybe you do a little make out in the car and see how it feels. Maybe it's awesome. I don't know. With Henry Francis? No, with just anybody. <laughs> with your choice, with your choice of make out partner, uh, whoever that may be. Uh, we want to say big thanks to Alex in Dallas who writes in and says, uh, listen to the podcast while throwing the pelota for my dogs in the backyard and drinking a can of Pabst Blue Ribbon. Well done. Um, he likes how we do the scene by scene and shares many of the opinions. Uh, some of the things he learned about the previous episode, that Crane will apologize profusely to a man before sitting on his lap. I like that one. It's, uh, Don Draper is very generous, whether you are an admitted prostitute or not. Bye-bye. And Roger knows what Pete is going to say before Pete does, uh, as example by the uh, Freddy and the Robinson Santa. Yes, indeed. Um, he predicts that uh, Glenn, a.k.a. Stanley, will try on Betty's under things before the end of season four. I hope not. Uh, I gotta agree with him there. I mean, uh, that kid's effed up. <laughs> he already has a piece of her hair. Well, who doesn't? Who else we got? Uh, we, we got. Uh, he also compliments Adrian, who's uh, throwing up a couple of really, really sharp pieces of artwork on the show. And in fact, Adrian, big friend of the show, writes in, uh, says he likes how Don and Lane are now BFFs. He can see the sitcom spinoff right now. Don Draper, Lane Price, starring in. We're not gay, we're divorced. <laughs> kind of like Perfect Strangers. Well, I was thinking Ooh, more yes, like the Odd Couple. Both. More, yeah, I, you know, at first yeah. Odd Couple, but I think Perfect Strangers would be funny. I feel like, uh, I feel like obviously, Lane Price is Balky Bartokomos. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, because he has an accent. He has the accent. <laughs> yeah, he has the accent. Hmm. Either way. Uh, like Adrian's also a fan that Betty was not in this uh, episode. Uh, we'll cut her some slack. <laughs> we did get a, an answer, uh, Kate, to your question from last time. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but we were trying to get an idea of the name of that keychain thing. Remember that, the thing that he had oh on the switch yes. plate? Yes. We yes. We get an answer. So uh, thank you to Christine from Arizona that sends in a, uh, a website. The, the art of making that is actually called Scooby-Doo, just like Scooby the TV show. No, no, no. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the actual thing itself is called a lanyard. Yeah, That's I feel a like we had, a, we had something, we called it something else when we were little. God damn it. I used to call it a Scooby Snack. <laughs> no. Oh. That's what they called it when I was young. <laughs> Scooby Snacks. Um, and uh, let's see, we got, we got, uh, we got uh, two more. We got Andrea. Andrea, thanks so much. She has been uh, all about the Mad Men recap with some thoughts on the website. And uh, any... Okay. Andrea, honestly, you you get the award for best best Mad Men recap fan ever this week. That means everybody that you too can get the award for best Mad Men recap fan ever next week. <laughs> so I fight for it. That's that it. means you can leave. You send us emails. You leave us messages on uh, the website. You leave us voicemails, which Andrea did, which we will play. Um, and just bombard us. Andrea's the best, though, so good good luck. Go crazy, people. Go crazy. Do it. And before Fight we get to the voicemail, we got one last one. We got a, uh, just a little little correction from last time. Okay. Uh, apparently, we, uh, on, the, on the, the website post, instead of uh, saying that the mailbag was chock full, said it was chock full. I don't uh, get it. A little grammatical slip, and that was uh, sent in to us by our listener, good listener, uh, Hug McLovin, uh, thank you. 
Thank you very much. We uh, will consult. Wait, I, John. Um, yeah. Just in case, just in case, Hug is confused. Uh, what? Wait, wait. You're talking about chalk? Chalk? I don't know. I thought wait, it was chalk. Chalk? Chalk? Like chalk? 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 <laughs> I guess it's chalk. Ch- chalk? Ch- <laughs> Did he spell it phonetically in the email? Well, no. There was no like. Uh, there was there was no like emph- chalk? emphasis. It's Chahawk. <laughs> I think we'll get it though. Give us another week. We're I on won't it. Get it. I won't get it. Uh, how do we look as far as the uh, voicemail? Oh, the voicemail is amazing. Um, I'm gonna just try to splice it in here. So uh, this is Andrea. Uh, Andrea's voicemail. Hey guys, this is Andrea from New York City, and I was just writing on your website um, just to say that you guys are great and love the show. And I decided to try this Google Voice because I know in the beginning you guys were always um, encouraging us to call. And I called the first time and I actually got a live voice, which I thought was so funny. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it again. Tried it again. Got you guys. Just wanted to say thanks for the show. And um, I agree with them on Facebook. The recaps are better, just about as better or even greater than the show. So keep up the good work. And um, thanks. No, that was good. That was good. What did you think, John? Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, we have not had a, a plethora of the voicemails. And it's great when we get something. <laughs> are you now going to pronounce? That sounded really dirty. For some are you going to pronounce things wrong from here on out for a hug? I, don't, I just want to make sure I, I pronounce every single syllable. <laughs> of course, obviously. Okay, Hugh, I'm sorry. I know I know how to pronounce your name. I'm still probably pronouncing it wrong, but I feel you. Um, John and I, John and I take. Uh, we did. We like to poke a little fun at pronunciation. I mean, I can't spell. I can barely speak. This is true. The boy cannot spell. I can't. I can't figure out the audio. It's just kind of fun to make fun of ourselves, is it not? It's fun to make fun of you. Indeed. It's a good time. Uh, do we have anything else? I mean, the Facebook has been amazing, everyone. Thank you so much for uh, participating, as you all know. And as if, if you don't know, we are Mad Men Recap uh, on Facebook. Please join. We have a great time. We have a real... We, I mean, I, I'm saying this from my heart right now. We have a, so many great members that participate every day. Um, and I check it all the time. And I try to respond to it as much as we possibly can. Um, you, guys are, you guys are awesome. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're Mad Men Recap on Twitter. Um, I do, uh, and John does too, and Kate's going to start uh, doing a live Twitter during uh, the show. We've been doing it all season, and it's really a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. People Twitter back with us, and we retweet um, uh, their Twitters. And I, Twitter? Tweets. It's fun. Sweet tweets. Tweets. We do get a lot of sweet tweets. We have some more people tweeting with us, with the Tracy Tin Man. Ashley, uh, Andrea, Holly, everybody, thanks. So thank you so much. We have a lot of fun doing that. And then lastly, uh, you can email us, as always, at staff at madmenrecap.com. That's staff at madmenrecap.com. We, uh, that emails, those emails go to all of us. We all see them and enjoy them. And when, when you send the email, please let us know where you're coming from. We'd love to hear uh, if you're, you're in the U.S., outside the country, what city. We have people from all over the place. We got Europe. We got Japan. South America? Australia. Murray's in Australia. Yeah. South America. Get someone from Arizona. The people are even out there. This is amazing. 
Thank you very much, and we really, we really appreciate it. We're mass communicating. We are indeed, John. So uh, I think that's it. Great show. Hey, buddy. This has been wonderful, Kate. Thank you for making a yet another Aww, appearance. Aw, thank you for having me. Uh, people seem to like you Call for some Dr. reason. John, You're so I don't sweet. Know why. It's your sweet, sweet voice. We've gone on too long. <laughs> bye, bye, buddy. Good night. Bye. bye. check out this thing called Miso. Miso is a fun and easy way to share what you're watching on TV with your friends. Here's the thing. Uh, it, GoMiso.com, G-O-M-I-S-O.com. What it allows you to do through Facebook or Twitter is to share with your friends what you're watching and they can comment on it. Like they can like it or they can write a comment to you about it. The thing is that Miso helps you in this cool new way to find shows you like and to keep track of the shows you watch the most. So they make it really easy. Uh, they, have a, they have the apps for you. You can get them on the iPhone or the iPad, or you can even do it on the web, and it helps you find the shows you're watching the most, and then you can check in on them. Either way, uh, check it out at gomizo.com. That's G-O-M-I-S-O.com. That's too much. You can always just go to badmanrecap.com, where we have everything linked.